You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Trick or treat, Lone Star Radio listeners. This is Dick, the general manager, taking this quick moment to remind you that Lone Star Community Radio is looking to fill some of our talk show slots along with some of our DJ slots. We have a new show airing on the 10th, Making Connections with Stacey Harris, which will air every second Tuesday of the month at 1 p.m. Make sure to check it out along with our other programs on Lone Star Community Radio. More information on Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. And again, if you're interested in doing something with us, Call the station, 936-647-3776. Thanks for checking out this recording, and I hope you guys enjoy. Rubber ducky, you're the one. You make bath time lots of fun. Rubber ducky, I'm awfully fond of you. It is Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy and Ernie from Sesame Street. Today's bumper music brought to you by Dove Soap. (laughs) Dove that can whitewash anything. (laughs) If you haven't read the news, uh, Dove uh, Dove Soap, they, uh, they hired an ad firm who, I guess on paper it looked pretty good. But in this uh, print ad, it was a series of photos where uh, women of color, African-American women, would be uh, you know, be established in a shot in their natural skin tone. And then the next picture would be them lifting their dress or whatever to show that underneath they were white. I have It was a white actress. It was a white actress. Wait, wait so wait. So like when she's being black, there's a white one and blackface or was it two different actresses it was two different actresses so the idea is imagine taking off your shirt and there's another person underneath and it turned out to be a a caucasian woman so if you had no context of it it would look kind of strange and i think uh, even in context i didn't believe it was a real ad when i was telling dick about this this morning he's like there's no way this is real this is fake i'm like no actually dove has officially responded to this saying quote we missed the mark uh, uh, clearly, that's like saying Charles Manson is a little disturbed. Well, what they what it tells me is corporations should hire a department called the trigger warning department, and so they can be or the PC department. And uh, it's not even PC. I'm telling you, man, I am so not PC. It's not funny. I believe it should be called illegal alien, not undocumented immigrant. Well, no, but I'm talking about in the department because to me, somebody missed the mark on that. That's not. I mean, someone's getting fired for it. But then again, that's like an internal problem. How does nobody see this and go, hey, this looks kind of strange if you look at it in a PC sort of way? I have to agree with you, my young friend, on this one. Someone somewhere had, and it's probably some intern, some lower food chain person who's like, guys, this I may doubt, not be the best I doubt idea. it was an intern because they don't, there, there's, there is a marketing manager. Oh, no, I mean the, the, the one person to say, guys, this is wrong. Yeah. It was, you know, you have your big muckety mucks in the suits with their, you know, high level three martini lunches going, oh, yeah, this is great. We're going to make a statement. Well, that's how Al Sharpton should make his money like he does always. You just call him and go, hey, would you complain about this? And then and if he says yes, then you just don't run it, folks. But the problem with that is nothing would get run from that I moment know, on. That so was, that was there, a there joke. Was, there, <laughs> comedy here at Morning's Lone Star. Drink some more coffee, Dick. Okay. Drink some more Conroe coffee. Mm-hmm-hmm. But yeah, so someone somewhere along the line thought it would be a really good idea to turn a black woman into a white woman by using Dove soap. And no one in that juggernaut of a PR machine thought, hey, this may be slightly offensive. Um I'm pretty vocal about my own stances that, you know, being offended should not be a litigious opportunity, meaning I shouldn't be able to sue you because I'm offended at something. But even when I say, okay, this is too far, then you know it's too far. Oh, yeah? You're judging on yourself. I am. Yeah, right. I'm I'm telling you. So, Dove, um, can't use you anyways because I think I'm allergic to you, but uh, I don't think we're going to be using you at all now. I'd love to see the fallout on this one just to see. Who came up with it and why? Because well, they're saying, well, the message got lost. We missed the mark with our message. I'm literally trying to find what the message could be. And I'm 
I'm drawing blanks. Yeah, you need to check the ad out, folks, because if I'm not kidding you, when I saw it, I go, oh, this sounds like something someone made on a joke channel and then somehow through Facebook's miscommunication skills, because everyone knows Facebook communicates everything, and someone goes, this was a real Dove ad. Because it does look like basically someone took a, uh, a photo shoot of different people and then they combined it and they put a Dove bottle on it. And it looks like Photoshop. It looks like someone just made it as a parody joke and it somehow Dove really made it. Well, you, you raised a good point off the air that, okay, so taking a black woman to a white woman, if it had been like a black woman to an Asian, would there be quite the uproar? And I think it was a really good, good question. My response is I would be a little bit more open to hearing what, their possible message could have been. But just to go from a black woman to white woman, just right off the bat, they, they could have picked anything else. I think they were trying to be, do you think they were trying to be like um, that Michael Jackson video? Um, you know, black or white, where at the end, everyone's morphing into a different, a different person. It kind of showed we're all one big, happy human race here. And they just really missed the mark. <laughs> they just, I'm sorry, I can't do this one with a straight face. They really, yeah. really missed the mark. On this one, uh, but yeah, so that was very entertaining. Uh, <laughs> yeah, our morning laugh here in the studio. Well, you know, uh, what movie came out this weekend was Blade Runner, Blade Runner 2049, and uh, it's directed by the guy who did Arrival and Cesario, so it's a pretty solid director, mm-hmm. pretty solid cast. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited, still gonna see it. it, got very high reviews. I know it didn't make a lot of money over the weekend, and it didn't really get that it responsibility or response where everyone like oh this movie's actually okay everyone go see it so i think the the market for it was just too niche i mean blade runner when it came out in the 80s uh, Rid- was ridley scott wasn't it yes who directed the original very unfortunately it's one of those things where it's set kind of right around today and of course we don't have flying cars and stuff like that but it became a cult favorite and so to do this big mega movie hoping that all the people from the 1980s on who enjoyed watching this on DVD or VHS would come flocking to the movie. You got to see the original to appreciate the sequel. And I don't think enough people have seen the original, especially determining what version you have, the theatrical version, the director's version. And then there's like a third version called the ultimate version. And they all have different endings and different possibilities on if, uh, who's he, what's it's uh, Harrison Ford is a, is a robot or not a replicant or not. So they can't even decide which one they're going to use. Well, I, and I think that's also something that they knew people would buy. And being an IP owner, I bet really Scott has some really good IPs. And he's just kind of like, well, we got to bank on as much as possible. And just kind of churning it out every eight to ten years. And people will buy it and check it out. Especially with media changing from like, think about when Alien, the first Alien came out. I believe the current way to consume it was uh, right when VHS was coming out. Yeah. Alien and was then, one of the first VHS. I was living in England when it came out, and I remember when it hit VHS. It was like so, 500 pounds. Yeah, VHS right there, and then, of course, DVD, and then Blu-ray, and now digital, and then digital 4, 4K. And that's what we're talking about. I remember a long time ago we were talking about I, uh, Apple iTunes. We're going to be basically giving everyone free upgrade mm-hmm. for the 4K versions of the, sh- of the shows they purchased. Because, I mean, it is getting to that point where people like to collect things. And now media and technology goes so fast, you can't keep up with keep buying. I'm not, I'm not going to spend $100 total for all of these Blade Runner movies. And I'm buying the same one and same one over and over and over. But uh, I'm excited to still see the movie. I really want to check it out. I will watch it once. And But we were talking about, though, I was surprised movies like this, you know, some movies definitely don't deserve a prequel, sequel, whatever continuation but this kind of movie was built on world building mm-hmm. and it was really well shot yes and it was really neat for the time i'm really surprised no one decided to make a movie about it between then and now because it has been a long past, yeah agreed. there's a long time period between the movies and of course today's movie market like 30 percent of all movies coming out every year now are remakes or uh reboots mm-hmm. and or sequels or whatever. And it's just kind of funny that they, they finally chose this one, which they could have done a long time ago, and with completely different actors, too. Mm-hmm. They did not need Harrison Ford. They really didn't. Right. I think Harrison Ford is going on a uh, tour of his old characters, and I 
I, I don't know if he dies in this one, and, and you know, no spoilers, please. But if he does, I think he's just, you know, okay, checking them off his list. Han Solo, dead. Decker, dead. Indiana Jones, going to die. It, you know, just killing them off one by one so he can just well, retire. It reminds me of, you know, the older actors who were action stars 30 years ago, and they're trying to find their niche now because they're not on call every time there's a cool action movie out. And he's doing the smart thing where he's playing the roles that doesn't really require him to be like, for example, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, his movies were primarily action. So he was shooting guns, punching people and yeah, stuff. He has to look good. Harrison Ford was doing some of it, but a lot of the stuff was more acting in a sense. Right. So he's, he's smart about choosing like, like think about Han Solo in the new movies. Like he really didn't do much. Right. Like he's probably on set for two weeks a week. Oh, right. And so same thing. Like, and that's one thing I was impressed with was Crystal Skull was how much movement he did. I was very impressed with it because he's an older guy. And in that movie, there's a lot of ducking and, you know, whipping and stuff like that. I was kind of impressed with his. I'll credit the cinematographer on that one. <laughs> well, yes, but. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I see your point. In fact, I think uh, that was pretty much the only redeeming quality of Crystal Skull, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, he, he I actually did. enjoyed that movie. I, I, I couldn't wrap myself around. It got a little weird towards the end, but uh, with the whole aliens thing. Mm hmm. But I thought the kind of the jokes and the adventure aspect of it, it flowed really well, like an Indiana Jones movie. Uh, too, mean, too bad they didn't stick with Shia LaBeouf, though. Well, that was the thing. I think they were trying to pass the torch, and then Shia has his real-life demons that made him box office poison a bit. Well, that's actually what was interesting, too, about you know, You make these decisions, and then you don't stick with it because the people didn't respond well. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a reason why— they haven't made any in Jones movie quickly because we're uh, on our movie podcast, the ticket sale. We were talking about Fast and the Furious, and they kind of churn those out now every two years. Mm -hmm. And when, why don't you think they made a sequel or more Indiana Jones movies right after that? Well, well, why do you think? Like, why do they say, "Hey, we have this IP. Why don't we make another movie?" I think because uh, for, for you have more of a market. Uh, Fast and the Furious. The cars are the stars. You know, Vin Diesel is kind of, you know, you can bring the actors in and out. Michelle Rodriguez can miss a movie, come back to the next one. Um, it's well, the, it's, you know, next year is going to be the 10th anniversary of Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Already? So that's what I'm saying. Like, you think they would make an announcement within the first year or two, hey, we're working on another movie. Good point. And uh, they didn't. So clearly that's how big of a failure that movie was uh, to those <laughs> folks. But uh, right now, we got to take a quick break. Special thanks to our sponsors from Warriors and Lone Star, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and of course, Conroe Coffee. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio here on IRLoneStar.com. All right, Ernie, take us out. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. I find a little fellow who's cute and yellow and chubby. That's right, you're back. Mornings with Lone Star. We're celebrating Dove Soap's incredibly inappropriate ad campaign where it turns black people into white people. We got Jakey in the studio with us. Hey, Jake. You bring me in on that note? I know, right? We thought we'd brighten your have Monday you, morning. Have you not seen the ad yet? No, I haven't. Yeah. Uh, do you have your telephone on you? I do. Yeah, look it up. Look yeah, look it up. it up. Dove soap, whitey rules. It's real. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's, it's real. Dick refused to believe that Speaking it was real. Speaking of white stuff, 
Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I, I love having Jake here talk sports. And, you know, we were talking earlier about the uh, PR stupid thing uh, the vice president did. Mm-hmm. And then later, somebody puts a video on Facebook of a dude doing drugs. The on video, Miami Dolphin coach snorting the fifty-yard line. Uh, offensive apparently. line coach. We'll, we'll make it the offensive line, just so we know oh, it's a, not, a not coach. The, a coach it, of the Miami. It, it's he's the, he's the head offensive line coach, so he's not the head coach. Okay, let's not um, run anybody through the mud that doesn't or through the white stuff that doesn't abs- need to be <laughs> through the white stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. So apparently, he was um t- t- taking a very close look at the fifty-yard line and kind of snorted his way all across <laughs> it. Apparently, um. The lady who posted this video did it in protest of the treatment of Colin Kaepernick. Correct. Yeah. And and she has now come out and made a statement saying that if he doesn't get fairly treated by the NFL, she has numerous coaches mm. that she can just run through More the White videos stuff. to come. Well, <laughs> okay. So this, you say, are you serious? Yeah. Yes. Right. Now, this who is, is this lady? She is a Nevada model with two different names. One is a stage name as well Probably as... Probably something like Sierra or Serendipity star, or something. Star. Okay. Star something. Um, <laughs> With then, two R's. And then she has a real birth name, obviously. So We would hope. Yes. <laughs> but yes, she is. Uh, she's apparently a very well-known Nevada model. She's about to become a lot more well-known. Now, you say this is the offensive lineman? Yeah, the, uh, the, o, the O-line coach. Wait. He sent her this video. I'm this, this is the funny thing. What are, what are the demands? He be fairly treated. Be I mean, fairly he's gonna treated. get fa- he's gonna get fired. I no, imagine no, no. Colin Kaepernick be fairly treated. Yeah, yeah, but they're just gonna fire this coach. Well, he he, he, he resigned. resigned. He resigned this morning. Yeah, so I guess that well, works. But, but they're saying she's, she's saying, she's, saying more. she's got more evidence to damn more oh. coaches. And, uh, okay, and if if she doesn't start seeing you know better treatment in the direction of Kaepernick. She's going to start leaking. Well, how many videos realistically do you think she has? I don't know. The fact that she has this one is shocking enough. Because apparently he sent it to her. I'm sure every odor's going to every coach they have. All right. Do you know this one? Do you have any videos? I don't even know her. I'm sorry. Do you know Star, a.k.a.? Oh, oh, my goodness. So, yeah, we're kind of on an NFL kick today. So we we do have. it, It does bring constant entertainment. I mean, I, think about all the all the people who've gotten injured this week. Oh, it's huge! And it's like, and then JJ Watts out, so now he's being questioned: is he is he worth the money anymore? So he's worth the money for the pure PR purposes. Yeah, the he, positive PR he, that he, he brings. brings in ticket sales like no other, jersey sales, all of that, and the the team. But if you're off the field for two seasons, practically. I mean, you didn't see any downturn, and and, and every, Harvey helped him out as well, which ultimately helped the team. Yeah, but I'm saying like I see Dick's point that you know if you're not playing getting, football for two years, yeah, Titanic lookout, you have one job: play football. Well, and and then what what is he going to be like when he comes back? That's what I'm saying. He, he he's, said he's had three back maybe surgeries. Maybe the new now. offensive lineman coach for the Miami <laughs> Dolphins. You never know. He was literally running through walls to get to those guys. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so another details. NFL news, Jerry Jones, I got it right. I keep on wanting to call him Jerry Johnson for some reason. Jerry Jones, Dallas Cowboys uh, owner, told his crew, you may uh, kneel beforehand, but you will stand for the national anthem or you will sit for the game. And I, When's their next game? Well, I don't know if they play this upcoming week. <laughs> They're done for the season. <laughs> That's probably why he said it. Um, I'm hoping it die week. Down. Because this is a week after um, they did not do that. They showed their their unity by blinking arms. My thought is, and Jake, maybe you can answer this. If 51% of the team, basically enough team members, defied the owner's order and knelt or took a knee or did whatnot during the anthem to where there were literally not enough players to form a team, what would happen? Well, they, they would... Get, I mean, we've seen the replacements, right? With Counter Reese, but no, I mean, like right then, there is like unless you have the replacements in the locker well, room, they, won't, ready they to probably go. won't fire them that day. But well, no, but it, it, he, he said saying, he would bench. Them he would bench them. They the would game. literally not play that game. But it wouldn't even take fifty-one percent. It, it would take three three players. I want if Jason Witten were to do it, mm-hmm. which is their future Hall of Famer tight end, um, Dak Prescott, which is their starting quarterback, and Ezekiel Elliott, which is their starting star running back. Mm-hmm. So if those three players did it. That would all. That's all it would take. If he would actually bench those three, then nothing else would ever happen. The no rest one's of the year. bigger than the team. 
Yeah, well, no, those guys are bigger than the team because those guys, they, they stand no chance of winning without those three these those three players. My thought is this is a golden opportunity. Uh, I, I'm not a fan of what I call the hashtag protest. Hashtag, we love Paris. Hashtag, you know, whatever. It's hashtagging doesn't protest anything. Hashtagging doesn't bring money to a nonprofit. It's kind of like a first world protest. And so you got all these guys protesting in unity as long as it doesn't really affect them. But to be threatened with being benched, if enough Cowboys sat down to be benched to where the game cannot be played, I would actually, for the first time, take them seriously. I would actually take the protest seriously because it's not just a token. Oh, we're going to link arms. We're going to take a knee because we're getting our money anyways. Yeah, and, and they have a chance with this with this statement from Jerry. They have a chance now to take a knee in true protest, like you're saying. But then they also have an opportunity to get the protest back on track. Bingo. And because right now the protest is scattered and kind of everywhere. If they come out and they say, hey, look, this is truly for the, you know, inappropriate treatment of minorities from police officers and by American government altogether, then they can get the, the whole protest back on track and everything like that. But I'm telling you, if they want to do it the correct way, mm-hmm. they don't need to do it during the national anthem. I don't know how the correct way is to go about it, but you're you're giving too many people the opportunity to take it as as you're disgracing the flag and the the dialect goes towards that direction right so therefore your message ultimately gets dissipated because people are not talking about what you're protesting they're talking about how you're protesting right so excellent point seriously uh percentage uh possibility of enough players zero Jerry, I, I Jerry, agree with you. Jerry instills enough fear into those players. And it's been said before. I mean, Des Bryant is their star receiver, and, and he's come out and said, and his wife has said it as well, where his wife talked to him and said, are you going to participate in anything like this? And he said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> too, know, I'm too afraid. To know, yeah, right? I'm too afraid. Because Jerry's crazy enough. I mean, if, Jerry there's one, if there's one owner that likes to talk, and it's Jerry Jones. <laughs> right. So... Well, it's, good on him for he's, laying he's, that down. He's covering all bases, too, by saying, you can do it before the flag's out. Just don't do it while the flag's mm-hmm. out. And I got to say, I'm yeah, impressed with that. Now, someone who definitely did not take a knee over the weekend in the NFL game was Vice President Mike Pence. Oh, and, of course, now he's being, oh, my God, he's doing it political. He's making it political. Well, he's protesting the protest, as he's allowed to do. But that's, so, I mean, it's just so silly that anyone would, especially someone like him, would be put in this scenario. But here's the thing. Pence, a few months ago, Pence went to go see the big Broadway musical Hamilton that yeah. everyone just loves. And, it, you know. And he's sitting there enjoying the show as pretty much a member of the public. And the cast took that opportunity to go out on stage for Curtain Call and rip him a new one. And he sat there and he took it. And if I'd been a ticket-buying member of the audience that night, I would have been furious. Uh, Just outright furious that I paid my money to watch a show and be taken out of it, out of reality for a couple of hours. Well, how about you as an actor... I mean, I saw the video, and it wasn't like really ripping him a new one. It was more of their they took the position they were on to drive a different message, and it was that has never been done to anyone else. That's what I mean. That to me was kind of off putting, mm-hmm. especially if you're a theater person. I imagine it's like, hey, we don't really address the audience. And no, I don't inject outs- my personal. Now, as a director, I may give a show a vision where I want to underscore, you know, race relations or yeah. something like that. But for me to come out and take my stance to the audience and say, you know, deal with it, uh, I need to take a chance. The half the audience, three quarters of the audience, is going to leave. And I, I would have been furious. I would have demanded my money back and w- would have just raised holy hell over that because that was not the venue. Well, I want to go back to what you said er- earlier when we first started talking about this was uh, that it was unfair that he was put in that position at the stadium. Is that what you said? Well, he put it, I think they're saying that he kind of put himself in that position. Yeah, like I think the he knew whole, they were going to take a knee, so it was. It a, was really. It's to me, it would be silly to sit there and to think, oh, I'm going to go to this football game, enjoy my day, and then all of a sudden, 180, be like, oh, I can't believe they're protesting the American flag. I'm out of here. Well, I would go to the level and say that he did that intentionally. He bought that ticket. Well, knowing, that's what I'm saying. Knowing like, that he, he totally, totally did that. It was and, a PR stunt, and but and, it's a PR stunt to answer the PR stunt. It was a protest to answer the protest. It's yeah. and that's showing the hypocrisy that people are just getting so bent out of shape. Oh, he left. He's making it political. It's a PR stunt. 
Well, duh. Yeah. Because that's what is going on. The whole thing's a PR stunt. He paid 200 and some odd dollars for that ticket, yeah, he, but, but he knew he wasn't going to stay past the national He anthem. paid the ticket. It wasn't the taxpayers. You know, the, the Secret Service is with him no matter where he goes. You know, okay, they paid a little extra for the gas, for the limos, but, I mean, this is not at the taxpayer expense. And if it was a PR stunt, good How on we know? Him. Where are the receipts? Yeah. We need to know. What oh, got, what, well, AAA's got Do up, you so. think that, that the every penny— is not accounted for in a in a presidential or vice presidential uh, budget. Think about that one. <laughs> Believe me, there will be receipts on that one, and they'll be all over CNN. Yep. So um, CBS kind of screwing the pooch again, saying that Kaepernick is it Kaepernick or Kaepernick? Kaepernick. 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 My, so my apologies, Colin. Ba basically, what happened was there was a reporter who I don't know if it's directly under CBS. He might be a freelancer. CBS hired him. He's but a, he's they were reported live on the air. He said that statement mm -hmm. live on the air. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out because now he's backtracking tra about. Well, he didn't what, tell me directly. He told another reporter who told me. And that's the current story. I actually think that's what actually happened. I think Kaepernick uh, may have tried to put a bug in someone's ear going, hey, if I were to say I would stand if they hired me, what would happen? Uh, kind of floating the trial balloon. Um, but... Well done, CBS, for once again just getting it wrong. <laughs> well, and it, it's again, it goes back to the problem of Kaepernick not coming out and, and being vocal in the public and saying, if if he wants to make a statement at all, he needs to just he needs to be himself. Well, he, he tweeted something that was very vague. It was like uh, misquoting Winston Churchill. He, he uh, this is a quote that actually Churchill did not say, but it's you know by the time the truth gets out, the uh, lies had a chance to get its. Uh, no, a lie can get a halfway around the world before the truth can get its pants on. Yeah. And Churchill did not say that, Colin. Sorry. Uh, but, again, he's he's oddly silent on the whole thing. He started this whole thing and has been oddly silent. Thoughts, well, thoughts Jay? And that, that's that's the problem here is mm -hmm. if you're not going to come out and be yourself and you're not going to let the let the NFL know what you're – you know what what you want whether you know whether you're going to kneel or stand or whatever anything like that but even further than that whether you want to actually play in this league whether you want to actually be a active participant in the NFL in, in today's age if you're not going to come out and and then that's where Baltimore leads into wanting to actually bring him in and interview him for a job not not to see performance wise whether or not he's good enough they wanted to bring him in and talk to him and see mentally where he was with the game mm -hmm. and obviously this guy wants to play football but you know how dedicated are you going to be to this team and to this organization and he didn't even get to get to the interview portion of it because of what his girlfriend did and what what she posted on twitter and guys twitter hangs around and that will stick with you forever because if you look at the reporter after the whole cam newton situation and you know it turned out she had three years ago racist comments that she made on her twitter oh that was it was a bad look after, you know, everybody was on her side, you know, oh, she got, you know, a sexist comment said towards her. And and then everybody was like, oh, wait, but here's this racist stuff from three years ago. That's right. <laughs> if we could just all have a, you know, like a, the, the waiting period on buying a handgun, just wait three days before you you, you have your knee jerk reaction. It's amazing what a little research will, will bring forth. What a little thinking will bring forth. What a little thing will bring <laughs> But I think we're finding a lot of femme fatales out there in the world today. We got. Kaepernick's girlfriend, uh, we got a star or serendipity or whatever her name is. <laughs> Guys, save yourselves. Put do not down the confide. Phone. Yeah. Do Put not down your phone and do not confide in women with stripper <laughs> names. You will regret it. It'll always come back to haunt you. Skippy speaking from first hand. <laughs> second hand, third hand. So I think we've pretty much covered the whole NFL debacle this week. Let's see. Well, uh, Jerry Jones, I, just, I want to know what the next thing is going to happen. I mean, we're, we're hitting all sorts of fields here. But it, it, I think it's going to be a lot of coaches are suddenly going to be quitting for family reasons. Yeah, or, or going back and just double-checking their history and, <laughs> and then d quickly deleting. Please, God, <laughs> let me not have sent her a video of me snorting cocaine because that may have been a bad idea. What if there's just like a clan of Nevada models that are just— <laughs> they have just a, a levy of evidence against these coaches. And you know who they were funded by? Dick, help me out here. Who's funding this? Triple A. Triple A. Yeah. <laughs> this is a triple A. We're, we're on to you, Triple A. We know what you're up to. And this time, we actually, we can't really fault you for this one. 
You've won this battle, but the war is far from over. Mornings with Lone Star does not necessarily reflect the <laughs> beliefs. And no. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. We are going to be taking a break real quick here on Mornings with Lone Star. Stick around. We'll be back. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theatre and the Owen Theatre, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936 936- 266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Please you, you make noise. Rubber ducky, you're my very best friend, it's true. We're back. Morning's Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. You got Jakey in the studio with us. We've been uh, solving the NFL problems one yard at a time here. Uh, I want to shift gears a little bit. I want to talk about Harvey Weinstein and the sound of crickets coming from the New York studios of Saturday Night Live, where Lauren Michaels actually said, well, we're not going after Weinstein because he's from New York, to which case... In response, Donald Trump Jr. pointed out where his father's from. (laughs) So uh, bad call there, Lauren Michaels. Um, Dick, we were talking about this earlier, about uh, the Hollywood, I guess we can call the Hollywood elite, although that's kind of like a a conservative, overused Well, I mean, it's just Hollywood in general. Hollywood in general. It's... We just need to get the old uh, blacklist thing started up again (laughs) and see what they do about over there. There you go. Are you the Red Scare? Are you a What what was it originally called? Was it called the Red Scare? It was the Red Scare. It was, yeah. I'll shake up Hollywood for a little bit. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so Harvey Weinstein, apparently in one of the worst kept secrets in Hollywood, would be uh, assaulting and harassing women and and, kind of like in the Bill Cosby motif. Well, he's so powerful. There's no way uh, we can take him on, so we'll just get paid off. And then finally, someone, a uh, New York Times, of all places, a left-leaning paper, blew the story. Of course, what came out today is that uh, 13 years ago, there's a female reporter who was running the same story. And after calls from Weinstein and some of Weinstein's buddies, like uh, um, Matt Damon and uh, who played Gladiator? Um, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe called uh, the editor. And uh, after a while, the the story was uh, taken down or not even finished. And so this female reporter is going, well... For 13 years, the New York Times enabled him, and now they're taking him down. Well done for your false heroism. But at least it's happening now. But uh, you, you, you got uh, the late-night talk show hosts, the Fallons and the Kimmels of the world, who will get Hillary Clinton on in a heartbeat and uh, basically turning every opening monologue in just a we-hate-Trump thing, and that's what's, counting off. that's what's passing off for humor nowadays. It's just you can take a microphone, go on stage, and say— I hate Trump, and you get five minutes of, of roaring applause. Uh, but when it strikes a little closer to home, uh, like Harvey Weinstein, crickets. Literally not a word was said about him. And apparently 
there were jokes and they were pulled at the last minute. Um, thoughts on this? Anyone? Jake, Dick? I, I think it's one of those deals where there's so much money and, and there's also money equals power there and also power equals opportunities for people. And it's just the the ones who feel they're the power, they're, they're feeding, they're basically treating the underlings the way they want to treat them. And unfortunately, humans, given that kind of situation, they're going to keep doing it and keep doing it. I think it's really funny that this is the time it came out. Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny that, and I told you, I was, I think it was on uh, Friday when we were at April Sounds, I was kind of confused because the article that was released, it really didn't hit me as like, we should do something about this. It was just kind of like, hey, we kind of told you this before, but we're just going to print it again. And just to let you know, like, this is what, what happened. And like, it, there really wasn't any, a lot of like details. It was a couple names being dropped, but I mean, it wasn't like there was a video of some dude doing drugs on camera released by Star. Mm-hmm. You know, like to me, that's more damning because it's like, well, how do you explain this? Because there's really no way else to explain, like no other way to explain it. Now, this Weinstein thing, unfortunately, it's like the Cosby deal where it's been going on for so long. And no one ever decided to do something about it. And even what's even more hypocritical is is the whole political stance that Hollywood always takes on something like a manner like this, especially all the the actresses who clearly benefited from the relationship with this guy mm-hmm. in the company because he was well known in the community over there that he'll get you an Oscar because he's really good at the Oscar campaigns. And it kind of shows you the depravity of what people do to get what they want. And it kind of it raises a lot of questions for a lot of actresses who are outspoken for women's rights. But then at this point, like, what what did they do and that kind of thing? Well, well you got Gloria it, Alred, too, uh, or Gloria, Gloria Alred's daughter, I think, now uh, representing him. And usually it's the other 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 way. I'm sorry, Jake, I cut you off. No, there. you're good. And just to elaborate on what Dick's saying, it's all these famous people like um, Meryl Streep came out, made a statement this morning about it, saying it was a huge disgrace. And she's, you know. I'm shocked, shocked, shocked to find that gambling's been going on in this establishment. How did she not know? And how did ever every other large named uh, actress or actor, even for that matter, uh, didn't? How did they not know that this was going on? And obviously, I doubt Meryl Streep probably took part in something like this because she's, you know, an older woman. So she got her start elsewhere as well. But still, she's worked with him multiple times and yeah all of a sudden everyone's going to be shocked and that's why you know if you've seen casablanca that's the thing i'm shocked to find gambling's <laughs> going on in this establishment i had no idea what? jake i think you just nailed it on the head all of a sudden people are going to well, be yeah, well, outraged yeah and that's what i mean i love for you know since technology like you said the tweets are going to last for a long time <laughs> yeah i mean you have videos of Meryl streep saying all these positive things about him like live on mm-hmm. public tv and then you have uh other reports are now slowly coming out because if you read what they did when they fired him, basically they said they hinted at the most recent integrate or things that have been developing. So, so to clearly somebody something's around the corner. Something's around the corner with it, and they're going to either release it or you know that kind of thing. They want to distance themselves and from the, it for them to flat out fire him. I mean, think about it, what it takes nowadays. You can hang on there if you know. I'll have to say it. If you're rich and white and powerful, you can hang into a position a lot longer than a lot of other people. His own brother fired him. Bob Weinstein was on the board of directors, and he led the charge. So it can't be good. No, no, it, it can't be. But I want to know. I mean, I know his brother's still there, but they're going to change the, the company name? Yeah, they're already talking. Uh, they're going to change I did, the, I did see that. They're, they're, you're in an emergency I, session. You have to. I, I don't think you can keep <laughs> Weinstein on <laughs> but, I mean, You're at the dub. <laughs> Well, be with his dubs. Well, I mean, if anything, if hopefully what that comes from this is it exposes the culture there and stuff like that. Because there's but it's been exposed. I mean, who gave Roman? We were talking about this. Roman Polanski gets standing ovations at the Oscars. This is a guy that literally raped a 13 year old. This is not a and tried. harassment. Tried was tried and did not like his the deal he got and booked over to a non extradition country. And so you get your ickies like um, Woody Allen who operated within the confines of the law so he's icky but he wasn't a felon or you get your michael jackson's where did he didn't he hey money was paid but it could go either way let's not ask too many questions we may not like the answers but polanski flat out raped a 13 year old and i'm hearing nowadays well even the 13 year old doesn't want him uh uh to, to face the music you never give the victim 
the choice. Mm -mm. Never, ever, ever give the victim the choice on whether charges should be uh, pursued because it goes one of two ways. Either victim like, yeah, kill him, or the victim is is uh, uh, almost pressured, yeah, or yeah. pressured by other. All it takes is something you, you bring charges against him, and you'll end up floating with the fishies. So you never give the victim. So, but that's what they're all saying now, and they give him a standing ovation, and it just it sickens me. And this is not as a conservative, not as a liberal, so, uh, a social liberal. This is me as a human going. That just sickens me. Well, it's it's also funny that you know whatever whatever provides success, people are going to overlook their morals for it. It's not easy to stand by it, and I get this sounds really funny, but uh, one of the big sports songs out there that they play at every game used to play is uh, "Rock and Roll Part 2 by Gary Glitter. Na, 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 na. Everyone knows that they play. <sighs> Yeah, that one. But Gary Glitter was like uh, arrested in uh, Taiwan or something for messing with little boys. Yeah. And so a lot of places have opted not to play it anymore. I won't listen to this song anymore myself. It's my own personal thing. Well, also the exposure. Like people don't know this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the reaction from online and other people, it's like this Weinstein thing. Everyone's like, oh, we all kind of knew about this. Yeah, and you're not shocked. It's, yeah, it's lost what, its shock value. But again, like the way the article was written, that's the way it sounded like. And what's really crazy to me is you have actresses who actually went to a settlement and none of that was really talked about. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the fact that there's money being transferred for this accusation, I mean, you're guilty. I mean, like to me. Well, it could also go the other way because being on both sides, you know, I'm, I'm trying to keep open minds and stuff. But it also became kind of the norm to say, hey, I need some money. I need a leg up. I'm going to go put myself in a room with Harvey Weinstein and I'll make end up with a couple of million in my pocket. So it goes both ways. You know, when money transfers hands, it could be blackmail. It could be evidence of proof or evidence of, I just don't want to deal with this. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's the problem too, is that it, it doesn't end. And therefore where does, does this actually make a change? Does this actually cause a change in Hollywood? I think the fact that the New York Times broke this story, and then you have the the reporter who said in 2004 she tried doing the same story, and you, and name names, Matt Damon and Russell Crowe and others, and Harvey Weinstein met with the editor, called the editor, and all of a sudden the story's tanked. It's it scrubbed. And this is something that I think could actually change the face of it. I think people are getting tired of the hypocrisy. You have these people making $20 million to, to pretend to play act. And I'm an actor. I get it. It's, I don't have an overinflated sense of what I do. I take on a character and maybe I get paid for it. Maybe I don't, but they're, they're saying, Oh, rich people need to be spanked and pay too much, pay more taxes. Yet they're making more than any politician could ever make. Could ever. Or, you know, what more CEOs make. And so I think the hypocrisy on that is, is about to come bite some people hard. Well, that's also part of the problem with the, the atmosphere there because everyone didn't know where the line was drawn. It clearly seems like it's, it's kind of hard. It's, like I said, the article was written in such a way where clearly women went and took the advances. Mm -hmm. And no one really can say that's good or bad. I mean, you, clearly you can say, oh, it's bad on him because he took advantage of these people. But then again, it's like in the end of the day, they got what they wanted. They're successful actresses. I mean, you're going to look at some actors like Gwyneth Paltrow or something like that, like who were, had a big boom for 10 years and then they kind of dropped off. Maybe that's what happened was he, they weren't, you know, attracted to him anymore or something like that. And, but I mean, there's all the speculation you can do all day with it. And it's funny how Ashley Judd was one of the ones, and she's pretty conservative in a lot of her stances, um, which is why she's like the black sheep of the Judd family, Winona and uh, um, Naomi, um, kind of viewers the black sheep. And Ashley is frequently derided for her views, but she's one of the ones that said, yeah, this happened. Um, Interesting to see how this one's going to turn out. I'm, I'm definitely going to keep tabs on this one. Well, yeah, because I want to see what keeps coming from it. This this is going to be one of those golden cows that just never stops. This is where us. we definitely yeah. need to have our follow-up stories because we got uh, Miami Dolphin coaches. We got <laughs> Harvey Weinstein people. Who knows what's next? Disgrace in America feeding Yay! our show. <laughs> Yay, America. We'll be right back here on Lone Star Community Radio. Morning's oh, Lone Star. Every day when I make my way Attention, movie lovers. The Ticket Stub is a new radio show servicing Montgomery County that is meant for you. The Ticket Stub is available live every Thursday at noon on FM 104.5 and 106.1, as well as anytime on IronLoneStar.com. Connor and Dick will let you know what's coming out in the theater, what is worth streaming, and what's going on in the world of film. The Ticket Stub, your home for movie talk. 
Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. This is Rick TRC. Every Monday through Friday from 3 to 7, I play today's country hits on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star, the type of music that makes you want to get off your seat, stomp your feet, sing along at the top of your lungs, and not care who hears on Lone Star Community Radio, Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1, and as always on worldwide, IRLoneStar.com. Rubber ducky, you're so fine. Back with mornings with Lone Star with Dick Skippy and Jakey. Brought to you by Dove Soap, 99.44% racist. (laughs) So I got to tell us a little bit of the story. Uh, uh, Jake, I met with my FEMA inspector yesterday at the house. Kind of inspected the house. Uh, Nice guy. Uh, Relatively young, in his 30s and stuff. Uh, And we're talking, and I noticed he's inked, you know, tattooed. And under his shirt, I'm seeing... Something that, that I, I couldn't help but like, you know, I had to. You have to ask. Well, I had to peer in. I found it's like, is that Elvish? And he's like, yeah, everyone thinks it's Hebrew, but it's Elvish, you know, from like Lord yeah, of the Rings yeah. Tolkien. And I recognized it. I'm a to- total Tolkien nerd. And uh, so we're talking about what he got. And he, he had the uh, all the glitters is not gold thing from to- Lord of the Rings. And uh, so, yeah, we really hit it off there. So my, my nerdiness brought me close to my FEMA inspector. <laughs> I think FEMA's going to take care of me. I'm not, I'm not saying he's leading to be. I'm not going to get any extra money out of it. But uh, thank you, FEMA, for sending a cool guy with Elvish on his chest. <laughs> and uh, FEMA also, uh, you know, kept me in the hotel. We were getting ready to— Oh, I thought y'all were having to get moved we, out. We, we were 99% <laughs> packed and ready to go. And I got the call saying it's been extended. So— uh, I got to say something about FEMA. This is kind of like a skippy editorial here because uh, I know after uh, uh, Katrina and Rita, the best of FEMA was not shown. I think they weren't ready for it. And uh, FEMA has, has really, considering the, the sheer volume of claims that are happening, places that flooded, that have never flooded before, so there's no flood insurance. That's where FEMA steps in. These guys and gals are doing what they can. And I think on the whole, they're doing an awesome job. And this is me saying this after I've met my inspector guys so i'm not going for brownie points uh i'm team fema this week that's cool i'm glad you got back into your house uh and you, or not back into your house but you got back yeah, into we're the in the hotel, hotel room, room. they're gonna did start the keep, rebuild today did you keep your your jacuzzi and we room? got the jacuzzi room oh, yeah yeah nice. we're, we're still in the jacuzzi room so hey everybody come on by have, <laughs> have some jacuzzi time with skippy if you know you know where i am Oh. <laughs> Ain't happening. No, 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 Rubber no, no, no. ducky. <laughs> yeah, play with our rubber ducky. No, uh, so the house rubber rebuild starts ducky. today. <laughs> have you heard that song before, Dick? I, I think I have, but... It's, it's going to be in your head all day so long many, now. There's so many uses, you know, and all of them are unclean. <laughs> Ironically. But, uh, yeah, FEMA, <laughs> cool. Hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, Skippy, Sean is a fan of FEMA this week. Well, we did get them on the line. I think we can I do think that. We talk to one and then just berate him with questions. You can berate them. I'll go. It's okay. It's well, okay. No, we'll let Jake interview him. Yeah, he always asks those real hard hitting questions that stump everybody. Yeah, Jake can Jake can come up with like the stats and stuff. Yeah, like a sports. Hey, a little follow up. Remember we had last week we were talking with John Patterson, who is in charge of Aid yes. Puerto Rico now. It's a great organization. Got some word that the word has spread so much on this that they have actually gotten. Up to, and the numbers are, I'm going to say up to because there are two things that are happening right now, 10,000 pounds of food ready to go down to Puerto Rico. Can they take that on one flight? Well, it's going to have to be because, you know, they got the airline who's who's offering his airline to take him down. I think it was like 25 pallets of these, you know, food that all you have to do, it's specially prepared that all you got to unseal it and boil it. And it's a full meal, Mm -hmm. like MREs and stuff, 10,000 pounds of food. This is a guy that is just putting this thing together. So I wanted to do a follow-up on aid. Go to aidprnow.org to find out how you can help aid Puerto Rico now or just check out more about them. They're really cool. How's uh, Mississippi doing? I, I didn't even realize there was another hurricane that popped up out of nowhere. And Yeah, Biloxi got hit again. People forget that after uh, Katrina wiped out New Orleans, it pretty much wiped out it, Biloxi, it, Mississippi, yeah. and it got lost in the, in the shuffle. Uh, they got hit again, but apparently there's some flooding 
but th hopefully they'll be okay. Th this one was moving pretty fast, though. Yeah, it saying. ripped through. It didn't, you know, Harvey nailed us so hard because it just wouldn't go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, so it, it was quick. Hopefully, um, let's still follow up on that because I know Texans are ready to help. Yeah, no, anyway. I, I know there was um, uh, our guest little division of, like they got the Cajun Navy. I guess the, the Texas the Texas Army was ready to go and, and move on out. I didn't know that. I don't, I don't know if Texas Army was around prior to Harvey, but <laughs> I know that they've started to develop a group of people that are like, oh, yeah, we're going to go respond. Now, the, tech, the, the Cajun Navy has been around for quite a while. Those it's, guys rock. They were one of the organizations that helped me with my house for yeah. the teardown, and those people just were awesome. I, I know two, two Cajun Navy uh, members, and we've known them for life, and they, they were off of the energy corridor. Right there at Highway Six and I Ten, doing tons of of uh, rescues over there. So they they came with four boats. Those two gentlemen came with four boats and eight people in total. And yeah, they 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 were doing a lot of good stuff there. So Cajun Navy, hands off to you guys. Right, we're just uh, giving props to those in the community that are just really doing it right. Because not everything is cocaine on desk or white powder on desk, if you will. Yeah, I like how the reports on that guy. Well, because it has not been confirmed that it was actually cocaine. So it. For, it could have been heroin. You're it, right. It could have been heroin. It could have been Adderall. I've seen, you know, I've it heard. It could have been powdered sugar. It, it could have been powdered sugar. It could have been. Pixie dust, the little uh, the little pixie sticks when you're a kid. I love those pixie sticks. I know. Wouldn't he, that be a weird way? Like, that's how you were taught to consume the pixie sticks? Distorted. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. They give you the stick. It's like it's like uh, the meal in a can. I mean, you know, it's it's ready to go. You got your straw. You got your drugs there. <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm just throwing it out. Just say it. Just throwing it. Well, out that's there. how to end this show. <laughs> Not everything is bad. Kids, there are some good. good. That's right. But uh, we're having fun today. We'll be back tomorrow morning at eight eight ish, and then uh, Morning's Lone Star sponsored by. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and also Conroe Coffee. Mm -hmm. uh, Jake, thanks for sticking in. Coming yeah. up next here on Lone Star Community Radio for the rest of our talk block, we got the weekly business hour with my dad. He's going to be here at 11 o'clock, so stick around. And, of course, Margie Taylor and the Nerd Thug Radio till 3 p.m. We'll see you tomorrow. Oh, every day when I make my way to the Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question, comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respected video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936 647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images. <laughs>